Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning, everybody. Saturday morning, you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show on this beautiful Saturday morning, which you probably won't be, but it's beautiful today. (laughs) (laughs) So... Any day the sun is out, yay. I know. It's a wonderful thing. I know it. Mm -hmm. So what's going on, Linny? Oh, um, I don't, I would say not much. I have just been staying at home and working from home a lot in the last two weeks. And despite all that, I have two new clients walking in the door, so... Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good it's thing. It's all good. It's very good. But it just has been such crazy weather. Um, that wind thing we went through last weekend, uh, I was saying to somebody that I had a conversation with earlier in the week that I can take snow, I can take sleet, freezing rain, um, thunderstorms, but I hate windstorms. The wind just the sound of the wind scares me. I would be a horrible person in a tornado. That's all I gotta say. Or a hurricane. <laughs> Forget it. God. I, I just hate the wind. I hate it. I can't stand the sound of it. I feel very... I always think of that initial scene in Dr. Zhivago where as a young boy, his family is bringing him out to they are burying his mother and in the tradition i guess of that they do not do any embalming so they have to do fast work and they always have a glass top so the person's body is something you see and i'm thinking that they were standing around this big deep hole and they put his mom's body in there covered it over with snow and the wind was whipping and it just oh, makes you think of that. I think of no. that, and I feel like I could never get warm. Well, I don't. I never used to mind the wind, but last year with the rain, two um, my beautiful oak tree, two big pieces of yeah. limbs came down, and I've are in my maple, and I've got three big mighty oaks all around my house. So that scares me when the wind. Never used to, but now that those two fell in the all the way in the back, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. But um, I everything was so far. It was well, okay. I don't. But the ground is so wet. Oh yeah, and it's been wet for a long time. So that's the scary part. And then with the wind, yeah, but it's gone. 
Yes, I was so happy when Monday night came and I felt like we survived. Mm-hmm. Yay! And I love that picture you posted on Facebook with the robins in the tree, the four of them. The, at that. the cardinals they were. No, no they robins. robins. That's yeah. right, robins. I know my birds, Lynn. They I were, know. They were... <laughs> Okay. They were robins. (laughs) I even like zoomed in close to see their red breasts. Yes, they were. And I only caught four, but there was a fifth one a little bit higher up on the tree. It's amazing. It was just weird. It's just such a good sign. I've never really uh, seen them all clustered like that. I love robins, and I love how they're. It it reminds. It's always spring. And guess what I heard the other day in my backyard? What? A woodpecker. Oh. Yes. Well, that's interesting. So I thought, oh, spring is coming. Yeah. So there we go. Yes. Speaking well, of spring, you know, pretty soon next week, I guess we go just daylight savings or daylight. What is it? Daylight savings time. Is it? Yeah. Okay. No, it's no, the other it's one. the opposite. Yes, yeah, that's the other one. Okay. Standard time. So um, I love it. Yeah. Are you sure it is not that? We, I don't know. It's next weekend. Yeah, next yeah. weekend. I'm so happy. So because that's another sure sign of spring. Yes moving forward and the st patrick's day parade is next saturday it is yeah i think it's next saturday a week That's the ninth the ninth is it the ninth yeah it is yeah how come it's so early this year that, well they have they always do it in a, a week ahead of st patrick's day or so oh. so um anyway uh my brother-in-law ed mr edward Englesby, um once again, his group of guys are doing a the sixth annual St. Patrick's Day parade food drive that they're doing. So a couple things. Um, they're making the donation this year to St. Francis of Assisi the, um, for the food. During the mass at the St. Patrick's Day Mass, which always is ahead of the parade, the second collection, uh, the food, the, mo- the money that's donated will be um, given to um, St. Francis Kitchen and the food pantry at St. Francis Kitchen, which is really a nice thing. And there'll be a truck parked out in front of St. Peter's Cathedral Saturday before for food donations, if anybody wants to make a donation. And as Ed said, they um, really... You, you can never get enough food because the food pantries run, especially, and people never think about it, especially now coming up with the spring and nicer weather. People think of it during the holidays and the yeah. wind, the cold, the colder weather. But now that it's going to get nicer, people aren't necessarily thinking of food donations. So they need them all the time. So it's important to know that all of the pantries, the food pantries in our area, need food, uh, non-perishable items that they can have available for people. Also, there'll be people walking the parade route and collecting donations of non-perishables. Or So if you have some, if you're thinking about it and you want to drop it off, bring, put it in a big bag and, and drop it off, it'll, it'll be very um, much appreciated by all these guys who are help, trying to help out. And again, it's the 6th Annual St. Patrick's Day Parade Food Drive. Again, two things. They'll be on the route and they'll also be in front of the mass the cathedral st peter's cathedral prior to the parade and before mass taking donations and if you go to the parade to the mass and you make a donation the second donation does go towards the um st francis kitchen and food pantry and the uh, the rest of the food they'll collect it will go to st francis of assisi so that's is that this i'm trying to say i i they seem like they're two different things but aren't they the same thing what? St. Francis Kitchen and yeah. St. Francis. Yeah. So I think the way are. it's worded is doesn't look like that, though, in my email. But so um, 
anyway, please think about doing that. It'll make a big difference in these food pantries. Um, I think that's one thing that um, is very important to state, that most people are oriented to sharing, and, and a lot of these uh, grocery stores have sharing opportunities where you can excuse me add a dollar at your checkout for this fund and that fund but it's always done um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and not any other times during the year and I think that when you look at the stuff that, that comes out on the local news and they show pictures of these racks and racks of empty space in a lot of these uh, food kitchens not just St. Francis but all over northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, they are desperately in need of food, and everybody just kind of mentally checks out yep. because, okay, the holidays are over, I'm done. But I think that that's such an important thing to do, and more more of the stores should get on board with that. Maybe now for Easter they should do it again, the opportunity to add an extra dollar or two to your food bill and when you check out and make a contribution. Yeah, I think it's um, it's important that we remember that because, again, I've done enough shows on this to say that these people who do run food pantries and volunteer, whether it's St. Anne's or the Bread Basket or many of these food, or St. Francis, all of these things available to people, they're, they, you don't know what, not everybody is thinking of it during the nicer weather it's around yeah. the cold and holidays that people think but it's really they get low at this time so if we could remember that or even stop in if you don't remember it at the parade or you don't want to bring it that day stop in elsewhere on another day and just drop the stuff off it's 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 going to help or make a monetary donation it's great too. There you so, go. and I love that the mass is doing that. The second collection, that's terrific. So, good luck, guys. Um, and if you if you remember, think about it and, and help them out. So, um, so what are we doing happening. with the uh, the ladies of um, St. Patrick's? I, I um, what do you mean? When is when is that? When that, is that oh, the, dinner? the dinner is the sixteenth. Okay. It is not on the seventeenth. It is the sixteenth at the Radisson this year. So it's Saturday night, the sixteenth for the Society of Irish Women dinner. Mm -hmm. So and that's always fun. I always have a good time. So, and and how many women show up? I don't. It just depends. Every year there's a big there's a difference depending on who the speaker is. And sometimes. Who is that? I, don't know. I, I do know, and I can't think of her. Okay. Barbara, I want to say it's not um, Barbara Taylor. That's her name. She's I'm an author, and she's I think she's from the area, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't read anything about her yet. I just know, you know, because you know that I'm not that um, involved yes, in, any longer. I mean, yes. I'm a founding one of a, a one of the founding members, but and I'll always go and do and do. But I, you know, I don't do all that anymore okay well you know change the only thing constant is change lynn it's a good thing mm -hmm. but um yeah i'll find out more about her when we in a little bit so what else is happening oh um i, I really don't have anything much else to say today i'm kind of mentally checked out why i just I don't feel good. Oh, boy. And I, I just wish, I feel like my head is a sponge right now. All mushy. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Well, but it just feels kind of 
you know, that happens. I'm struggling to just keep it all afloat, as they say. Well, you're doing a very good job, Lynn. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. So um, <laughs> we're going to go over and try the new restaurant tonight. We are. At, um, I didn't realize uh, at, it was that far along. I thought yes. it was just still an idea. Was it what, 906 or 909? 409. It's in the 400 block. Oh, that's right. It 400. is 400. Six or four Adams. or nine Adams. on Adams. Yep. Yes. And it is the culinary uh, school at Lackawanna College who now have a restaurant. And it was in the paper the other day um, at, at the opening. And so it's it's exciting because they used to, we talked about it, used to have, they used to have the one, the chef's table at mm -hmm. Keystone, mm -hmm. which I've, I was only there once, but it was wonderful. I was uh, there so I think times. that's really neat to see what these kids are learning and preparing. Yeah. And, and then you go over and and uh, support it by purchasing the food and giving them a shot at uh, working in a restaurant, right, while yeah, they're doing all this. that's the thing that I think is great. That practical experience um, is invaluable. I mean, so many of us go to school and we get um, trained to do something, but it's all up in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, you never really get to use it till you go out there. And But this is a, a type of thing where you have an opportunity not just to learn the skills of cooking, but to learn how to run a restaurant, mm -hmm. how to manage people, how to hire people, how to give them directions, um, and people learning courtesy and the customer comes first and all that other stuff that you expect. Uh, it's just it's an incredible thing, and I'm so glad Lackawanna picked that up because that was something that Keystone did. And did well. And did very well. Mm -hmm. And then they um, decided to abandon the culinary arts program. Right. So the Kiesendals, who are the owners of Woodlock, are the ones who actually put up the money, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's the name of the to, culinary to, Yeah, program. that's the culinary, um, the key, the Doll Culinary School of, yes, of Hospitality Management or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that these people not only get the opportunity to work there at the 406 or 409, whatever it is, on Adam, but they also have valuable opportunities for all the Doll properties, the Woodlock different places, you know, so... Mm -hmm. It's it's a For nice to get thing. Hired, you mean? By, yeah, which is yeah. really a cool thing. Not that they're going to hire every graduate. I mean, no, 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 no. But but you have an opportunity to stay local if that is indeed what you want to do. Right. So I like that idea. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, it's it's great. Nice. So anyway, we'll we'll see what what happens today when we. We'll report back. We'll report next week. So, okay. okay, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So correction, making sure we say this, it's 409 on 
Adams. That is the name of the restaurant. It's so new, we got it mix, mixed up. So it's 409. Remember the spray. Ch -ch -ch spray 409, you know? So that's a good <laughs> yes. way to remember it. <laughs> right? 409 on Adams. The culinary oh school at Lackawanna College. Yes. 409. Um, and how do you say the name of that? The, oh, the, uh, Kiesendahl? Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Kiesendahl. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so so good luck to those kids but and all the instructors. Look in the little taste of this. What? Kidding. Um, the menu uh, is uh, for appetizers. They have a caprice, caprice strudel. They have herb poached chicken and pickled something. I can't read it. Something peppers. Shrimp in crazy water. And then the soup that this particular night was garlic and saffron. The salads are grapefruit salad with jicama and candied pecans or mushroom salad with shaved parmesan. The entrees are pork loin chop with pappardelle, chicken and green spices, salmon with romesco butter, monkfish on parsnip with Pinot Noir sauce and vanilla oil, and beef shank in red wine at with celeriac whipped potatoes. Okay. This is all good stuff. Yeah, it's neat. You know? I don't know if it changes or it's, I don't know yes, how that does it. Does it, just, it, does it say night? It said this was um, the, what, how did he put it? Um, the menu for tonight. And that was okay. on Tuesday night when they had a soft opening. All right. So I'm so sure it changes. Go. There you go. So good luck. Stephanie Shimkus Decker um, is, I don't know her, her exact title, but. Um, is um, head cheese head th yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it so we'll say it and she's just she's uh, works very hard and and does a great job and so good luck to them all of them it's not easy so it's a good thing mm -hmm. so support it if you can okay and so i was today at posh before i came down here speaking yeah. at another great place with our friends posh and pa as i say posh and josh but um uh, Paul and Josh were there and uh, Scranton Tomorrow, a lot of us board members, a lot of the board members from Scranton Tomorrow were there. Um, they were filming a version of um, Discover NEPA. NEPA, which I prefer to say, and uh, so so Josh is our president of our board. So Leslie had sent out a little note and um, saying that. Uh, you know, if we could go over. And so anyway, a lot of us were there and I ate with Mr. Randy Williams. We had a nice little lunch before Good. I jumped in my car and headed south. Uh -huh. And um, also, if you saw Happenings Magazine, we have to give a few shout out, a few shout outs to a few people. Um, Diane Baldy, it was a magazine of, um, I guess they chose um, some influential women in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And Mrs. Baldy was one of the um, winners, uh -huh. as well as Leslie Collins. And who else? Dude, I was Maurice Garofalo from the medical college. There were a bunch of people um, that I had some I had no clue who they were um, because they're not necessarily right from this area because happenings goes reaches so many people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, so so it was really nice to see that I, nice some nice ladies in there, Lynn. I guess I have to grab that. Um that issue i actually subscribed to the one that you get online yeah but i didn't see it so i'd love to see that i just one. thought randy showed me at this on online that's where i looked you know where you flip oh, yeah. the page you yeah, the yeah. automatic so that's usually where i i read it so okay that was great so congratulations to all those lovely ladies i think there's about 12 or so um so that's great did you see that one thing that was posted on facebook that paula mccary took of herself 
when from time she was a little girl every one was getting older and older and older and it was just interesting to see how she matured from when she was a kid and no i now. didn't see that it's interesting i thought that was her daughter she did that i don't think so no she looks was... like her daughter <laughs> yeah no i thought it was her daughter that she oh, did well. but i could then maybe it was it i might have been I but misunderstood that yeah i don't know i didn't i saw but she's adorable the, well both the mother and the daughter and you know cute so um what else what do you have today well i saw something that i thought was really very thin and i'm saying that because i'm very disappointed in what i was reading but it was a forbes council they call it the forbes finance council and the, the question put to these 12 people who composed their financial was, what are the 12 things to do before your first personal financial advisor meeting? All right, so we have 12. And each of them just volunteered something. And when I was reading these, I thought, man, this is really lame. But <laughs> I guess they had to come up with something. So I offer these and say, footnote, my website, womenofsubstancellc.com, has across the bar at the top a link that you can go to that says finding an advisor. And it gives you, I think, 12 to 14 questions that you might want to ask that are very specific when you go and sit down with a financial advisor to find out if that's really a good fit. Now, he, this is what's being offered by people that are financial advisors, I guess. Um, number one, know your current financial standing. Now, I think for a lot of people, and I had some people in yesterday who said to me, I wish we did this 20 years ago because I'm not really sure where we are. That's exactly why people come to know a financial advisor because they don't know where they are. So why would you tell somebody to know your current financial standing before you come to see an advisor? Anyway, this person said deciding to work with a financial advisor can be one of the most crucial decisions consumers make in their financial lives. The more information you can provide regarding your current financial picture and goals, the better they'll be able to help. Anytime I deal with anybody who says, yeah, I'd like to come in and talk to you about my personal financial situation, they always get an email that says, these are the documents you need to bring with you. So that by the time they get to me, they have the information that I can work with. This first one says, know your current financial standing. Most people don't. That's the reason why they're coming to see an advisor. <laughs> All right. So number two, clearly define your financial goals. Well, that would be easy if the way you do this is everything in your life is about a number. So if you said, I want to retire and I want 5000 a month. I want to retire, I want 10000 a month. I want to retire and I think I should have a million dollars. For what? I mean, if you, okay, define your financial goals, but I think the more important thing is define your life goals first. What is it you want to do with your life? And if you don't know what you want to do, then let's talk about that. Because the money is only a means to an end, not an end in and of itself. And most people in the financial planning world think that it's about the numbers. We've talked about that a hundred times. Number three, find out whether your advisor is a fiduciary. Now, this explanation I thought was extremely weak. With so many regulations around financial advisors, the key thing is to ensure you pick the right one. 
duh. <laughs> Having a fiduciary means they have a responsibility to you rather than a non-fiduciary who, the majority of the time, is trying to manage your money and just take a fee regardless of their performance. That is so not the definition of a fiduciary. I just want to say that. Here's another one I loved at the end of the same one. Be smart and make sure you're taking advice from people with a higher net worth than you. <laughs> and Why? How would you know that? Yeah, exactly. How would you know that? Oh, my God. I mean, I have clients that have 10 times as many assets as I do, but that doesn't mean I don't understand how to do it. Oh that is totally God. ridiculous. Okay, number four, prepare a list of questions about your advisor's credentials and service model. Now we're getting somewhere. A large percentage of Americans who don't currently work with advisors cite lack of trust as their primary reason. When meeting with an advisor for the first time, ask them questions about whether or not they're a fiduciary how they're compensated, and the fees associated with their offerings. Understanding these factors from the beginning is crucial in determining if they're a good match for you. That's only the tip of the iceberg. Number five, consider how you will evaluate the fit of your advisor relationship. Knowing your personal and business goals is key. However, goal setting is often the hardest thing to do, which is why most many choose to work with advisors. I'd also suggest having some well-researched questions ready to help you determine if this advisor is a good fit for you. For, so you might ask the advisor how they'll be compensated. I would also say, once again, go to the website, womenofsubstancellc.com. Click on the, the banner at the top that says Finding an Advisor, and there is a list of 12 to 14 questions you can ask very specifically to see if it's a fit. Number six, overcome any fears about being open and honest about finances. This guy, this guy who's an advisor says, I enter into every new client relationship as if it were a marriage. That requires us to be open and honest with each other because we're going to be together for a very long time, you think. All right, tell me your biggest hopes and fears, and I'll arm you with professional, unbiased advice to help you make the best decisions for you and your family. And don't be afraid to ask how I get paid. You deserve to know. So that's the fourth time we've talked about how you get paid. Number seven, research all your financial options. Apart from the obvious materials relating to assets and income, an individual should do research on financial options available before the meeting. Now, I have no idea what that means. Do you understand what no. a financial option? I don't either. This can help you to understand the concepts discussed during the meeting as well as help you to understand the kind of risks and returns you're willing to take. Number eight, set a timeline for reaching your goals. I think that's kind of obvious. Uh, number nine, take a hard look at your cash flow. That's one of the things that we have to go through. Fill out that form. I want to know everywhere you spend money and how you spend it. Number 10, thinking about what you're saving for. Well, we've already talked about that. Set your goals. Number 11, determine when you want to retire. It's not just when you want to retire, it's how you want to retire. That's the most important question. A phased retirement may be more appropriate for most people than an automatic date by which you cut off everything. Number 12, have a personal budget in mind. I don't know what that means. 
um, uh, before setting, sitting down with an advisor, be sure you do your research beforehand. Here we go. This is good. To get as much information as possible, it's a good idea to have an understanding of your financial base. Keep in mind your personal budget, how much you want to set aside, and your short and long-term retirement goals. I don't think I've ever read an article that was more obtuse and worthless <laughs> than this that? one. Forbes. 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 Oh, man. And the people who did this were what they call their Forbes Finance Council. Twelve people who offered this information. Great. It is so lame. So go to... WomenOfSubstanceLLC.com. There you go. And you get a clearer information. By the way, too, I just want to tell you, it was also this week, I was getting around. I was at the uh, Westminster... Westminster... (laughs) Westminster. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> Westmoreland Club. Okay. <laughs> For lunch the other day. Yes. I had a great lunch. Was I love that place. I do love too. it. Love it. Love, love it. Their food. The bathrooms are gorgeous. Oh. Everything about the place is unbelievable. <laughs> it's from nice. the valet parking on. I was there with Frank Blasey and Bill Joyce, who's one of our board members, and Ted Wampo, who is the new executive director for Luzerne County Visitors Bureau. So okay. the four of us had a lovely lunch. It was great, and I love that place. Just wanted to mention that. Okay. So anyway, okay, Good. a little name dropping. But here we go. We'll be right back. We have Miss Leah Jenicopoulos in the house with ERA one. Source Realty. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now back to Laurie and Lynn. Hi, I'm Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. .com. Of course, I just said that 14 times. Um, It's a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR special event business, and Leah Jenna Coppolis, who is the business development Director. director at ERA one or four ERA one source realty ERA has about 100 agents in 10 counties seven offices and um, I happen to be one of those agents because Leah I just put I just rejoined the board because you know Yay. I was on as a, as a referring agent yes and so I decided to get back into a little more of the selling real estate um so because what happens Yay! is you, for, you know people i think I, I need an article now for the paper yeah uh hello yeah <laughs> i think we need an thank article you well i'm saying because Facebook. but you know what leah here's what happens i do so many different things that i've had this license for 30 years and i 31 this year it'll be and i always have maintained i've never it was in escrow for a couple of years best license you'll ever have yeah <laughs> but it's true i so i keep it up and i've kept doing what i'm supposed to of course continuing it but i've just been referring the last couple of years and so now i decided that i i do miss out on a lot of business mm-hmm. opportunity knowing the people i know and what i do so i'm trying so sunita and i <clears throat> um talked the other day and she's like okay you're and we i said i would do it this year and we and i just cut and so it's done and so, so if you make a promise to her you're not I getting away to, with it right. you just forget it you just put it. your name in blood uh, and she won't forget yes, it yes she's the best is. she so, is but the best. it is it's it it as you know it's it's a it's a, a really 
a good career in it, the it sense. Is. I mean, I've always I've always done a little bit. I've never I've mm -hmm. maybe twice. I started in Philly. I did it full time, um, but I've always you know been doing other things. But I have to tell you, I I love when I talk about it. My favorite part is the negotiating. Yeah. It's just the best part of helping people and standing firm for what they want and on either side and doing the right thing. I just, I love it. I, do, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Next month, I'm actually going to be a year full-time now with oh, ERA. Yay. I always did it you for... you did it that way too, right? Yeah, we I was part-time. Yeah, yeah, I was part-time for five years. And then last year, I decided, no, Take this the plunge, is the career baby. for life. And, you know, who better than to learn from than our I own know, boss? So I thought to myself, you know what? It's time. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm where I want to be. And, you know, and I honestly have not not one Looked regret back. looking back no it's no. the best decision I made mm -hmm. and I'm great. so happy I am and and you know I get a lot of people that are starting to come up to me especially this weekend I was out and um someone said to me you know what do you think about me selling houses I go I think it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life mm -hmm. <laughs> I said honestly I go I go I maybe I'm biased I don't know but it's not for everyone because it, it isn't because you do have to be a people person you and have to give up your time and and let me tell you, and budget I, your finances and right. your, your really because you don't get paid until you settle. No, and so. and you have to, you know, obviously you don't just start off making like you know everyone right. thinks like this beautiful like stop watching million dollar listing. Exactly. That's not true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They well, are half of those stupid shows on, right. on the because it's they're true. not real. Right. No, and and that's true. At one point, maybe in their lives, like that's why they made the show. But you know, obviously that's not conducive to where we live and that's fine but I do have to say you know I get a lot of younger kids that ask me and um actually um April 4th we're going to be one of the sponsors at the career fair at the University of Scranton ERA oh, that's great because you know I think there's too many children well like they're not children adults um <laughs> too many adults. young adults coming out of college that kind of you know go to school to go to school don't really have that like pre-med pre-law like mm -hmm. they know what they want to do but they have a business degree and you know why not, if you're seriously still in that in-between stage, sit down, take your license, either go take those classes wherever you can for a couple of weeks or go do it on your own and start paying off your student loans. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's and, right. and honestly, I think once people actually get into this career, you'll, like, I think they see, you know, it really is, it leads to other doors. It's not just always real estate. Like, we've talked weeks back about the property management, you know, that's a whole other thing. Investing, I mean, there's so much when it comes to real estate. And I think we're in a good area, too, because we have the medical school, we have the universities, we have opportunities for investment. You know, Scranton, downtown Scranton's coming back. So we have so much opportunity that you don't just always have to be a realtor. You can own your own company as well as being like an investor yeah. or getting your hands, you know, in all places. And honestly, who better to work for than ERA? Because we have so many hats. We have so many offices that you really have so many opportunities in front of you, mm -hmm. especially working with, you know, everyone and and the other thing too for me when I was part-time with ERA was all of the help that we have on board if I couldn't presently be in the office there was this one there was that I one know. There, you know you there's no excuse for them for you <coughs> not to do it part-time if you still want to do something else on the mm -hmm. on the other side and I always thought that was like the best opportunity for me to like really get into it and get my feet wet and see if I was really going to like it and I love it. And the other thing is it's not your typical nine to five. So no. if you're not a morning person but you like to do things later you can still fit this in or if you're a morning person you're not an afternoon or later those things work you know you, you can still you still can have your own flexible time 
and still and still be busy and make the money and make the goals set out the, the make put you know say this is the goal I want to reach and this is what I want to do and make it happen there's no, nothing worse though in the in being a real estate agent than these overly um, and it happens so often I always say I never want to be ever a, a, a I say pathetic. I don't mean that word. Overzealous? Is Not even overzealous. I am very fair about like what I do with people and mm-hmm. how I uh, will uh, um, compensate someone who, like you said, if I'm not in the office, you have to work with people and you, you have to compensate people for, for helping you. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect everybody's going to do it. So in this business, though, at ERA, some of these gals, and we, we can name them. We have Donna. We have Kimmy. Kimmy Maxine. We have Maxine. These women go above and beyond for all of the Mm -hmm. agents and I just said you have almost 100 agents Leah for ERA and not that they all they're all in different offices but the help that you get I mean Kimmy is and I don't know Donna well but Kimmy and Maxine are unbelievable and that is if you don't have those that group of people within an organization that you know you can count on right or that Sunita will say I'll talk to Kimmy or I'll talk to Maxine and she'll help you out. That You need that. That helps the agent do more. Absolutely. And I can think of so many situations where I was like in a pinch, you know, I was traveling for my other job or something and I'd call Sunita and the first thing was, I got it taken care of her. Don't worry. I'll text Kimmy right now or I'll text us. And, and it was like, I really didn't have to worry about it. It wasn't just being told to me. I really didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And and I have to say, you know, if you it's, it's a great career, especially if you're on the fence. Like, no one has to commit full-time start off part-time and I just think there's a lot of opportunity in it and like look at you never wanted to give it up you know no so, never I would never do that anyway you could retire with it and never you know like this yeah. is something you'll always be able to do no well, matter you, what you, it's so f- funny I was sitting next to Dave Tressler one day at a, a chamber um it was one of the I think it was the state of the city last year and we we were talking and he said how are you doing with your business and how's everything going and I said great and he and I said I I and he, he said something something and I said well I have my real estate license too he said good for you I said I just I keep it I've had it 30 years I said I'm never gonna let it I want to I'll never let it go mm-hmm. you know with the help of God I just want it something he said that's perfect because you could do that whenever you want like how many ladies and men out there who have a second career Lynn like we talk about here all the time that say right. I love houses I I, I want to buy every house I see that's my problem no, me, every- <laughs> me too me too it's like I, would think, oh, I could I would love being in the- or I wish my house had that yeah. you know you it's right that's yeah, the right down the like stupid pillows you'll see exactly. like oh I think I'm gonna it's- redo the colors now because I like uh-huh. these pillows like I gotta yeah. go find them but yeah even today I was yeah. like listing a house this morning and it's beautiful and I thought to myself, oh, I really want this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what am I doing it's with so six true. bedrooms? But uh-huh. I have no idea. Four it's baths. Closets. Yeah, extra like closets. extra closets. <laughs> I could have a closet for everybody. There you go. You know? But yeah, it, it really it's a great career. It really is. And I have to say, if anyone's thinking about it, call like ERA. It was funny. We got a call yesterday. And it got sent into my office, and Maxine was like, you know, there's this girl. She has a lot of questions. And the girl's like, I don't mean to be annoying. I go, you're not annoying at all. What's wrong? And she's like, I want to be a realtor. She's like, and I have no idea how to go about it. How, where do I start? Right. And great. I said, honestly, I said, I'm not being smart with you. I said, if you go on right now and register for your classes, you could start tonight. And she busted out <laughs> laughing. I said, no, I'm not kidding. I go, if you really start an online class, you could start tonight. Like, there's, there's no you know, start time or whatever. And, and that's how I did mine. And, you know, obviously... Um, 
the one day I was, I forget how, I must, I think I was at downtown Delhi, and, you know, Sunita goes back with my family and stuff, and she ran into me, and she goes, you have to go get your real estate license. And I looked at her, and I'm like, what? She's like, go get your real estate license. Your brother's going. Well, I had no idea that she had already spoke with my brother about it. And, you know, here, me and Joey are only 22 months apart, so I'm thinking, game on, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will be into the finish line, and I sure did. And now Joey's like, I wish I ended up going for my real estate license. See and I that? said, see? So, but I'll never forget my grandfather always um, said to me when I got that, he goes, that license is as good as gold. He said, it really is. He goes, it'll carry you through the end of your life. Absolutely. There's no, there. it's, and it's, there's so much. Now, of course, the difference, of course, 30, 31 years ago, you had to go to class. There was no online anything. You had to take the class, which I did two of them at Penn State, paid for by the bank that I worked for, which was the wow, National Bank at better. the time. Wow. And then I sat for the, did not sit for the, the first time I took the test, I passed the fundament, uh, passed the fundamentals and, f and flunked the state by two points. That was me. I Well, I was the reverse. I <laughs> okay. passed the state, which is supposed to be the hardest, and then I flunked the uh -huh. national by two points. I was so mad because you have to yeah, take both again. I, exactly, because you was, can't just, it's no. not like one portion. Then I decided, you know, I'm going to wait. And I waited and I took, when I moved to Philadelphia, and I took a course, a prep course. And because I'm an auditory person, I literally sat, and you had to sit for the test. It wasn't, a, and, and you, at this point, the first one you had to get mailed in, whether you passed this one was the first time because I was in Philly that was an automatic pass fail kind of thing. Mm. And I sat there, took the test. And in my brain, the, one of the questions, I could hear the guy in the videotapes that I was listening to because they were all cassette that you went. But yeah. I could hear the answers <laughs> in his voice with what I was because I had studied so hard yeah. and well because I wanted to do this and I wanted to get my feet wet in Center City, Philadelphia. I mean, it's doggy mm -hmm. dog there. Yeah, sure and is. I did that and Pat and passed uh, you know immediately and i was so thrilled and i remember thinking oh my, I, I got it and I, and then you interviewed with everybody and their brother mm -hmm. and chose weikert because mm -hmm. they had one of the best training programs afterwards you had to commit to a a month long or a three-week long training from nine to five up in uh Concha, up in uh, bella kenwood you had to be there uh, it, that was part of the deal. Six, three weeks every day and go through the training part of it. And then I was located at our fifth, second and um, Pine office in Philadelphia. And it was at first day I was on floor, got my first house, sold the house while I was pregnant with Tommy and, um, and, and we're just ready to give birth. And my house, the first, my friend went and did it for me as the a closing. favor, did the closing. And that's exactly, and I remember walking in that, I'll never forget, it was this beautiful house. And when he, I said, we were talking, he said, I just want to let you know that my house is in pristine condition. And I thought, okay, well, we all think our, you know, uh, right, I right, want, right. that house was unbelievable. He had chili in on the stove and I said he said this is what I want people to feel like they're at home and I'll never forget that mm -hmm, smell every mm -hmm, time I smell sure. chili I think of that walking in that guy's house because it was the first time and sold it within three weeks and that was my first deal first on I was there on Labor Day or Memorial Day and got the deal because I took floor time I would never take it again but I did do it then. <laughs> anyway well Leah good luck to you thank you and everything else going forward we'll talk yeah we'll be talking I'm glad you're back yes thank Thank you very much. And Lynn, thank you. We will see mm -hmm. you guys, everybody else. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.